return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Tonight, Albert Adu has a word for us. Let's give him a hand as he comes up. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Indeed, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Yeah, thank God for technology. Yeah. So I'm so excited to meet with you tonight. <clears throat> and as I always know one thing for sure, God is going to meet somebody tonight. Amen. Yeah, God is going to meet somebody tonight, and you'll be so blessed. I am 100% sure in my spirit that the God that we serve, He will not let you come in and live the same as you came. Hallelujah. The Bible says that when Moses entered Sinai and had an encounter with God, he came down and he was radiant. Hallelujah. The Bible says that they could not even behold his face. Therefore, they had to put a veil on his head so that at least they could manage their glory. And I pray and I prophesy over your life tonight that by the time we are done today, the glory of God will be so magnificent upon your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that the glory of God is the presence of God. So if the glory of God is upon you, that means that you are carrying the presence of God. And anyone who encounters you will not encounter a man. Anyone who encounters you will not encounter a woman. But anyone who encounters you will encounter God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We are looking for a generation that carries God. A generation that carries Christ. A generation that whenever people encounter them, they will say something has happened to me. And I believe and I trust God that you are one of them in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to thank Pastor Dave Mamajini and the entire leadership for this great opportunity they continually give some people like us to share the word of God with the saints. In fact, it's so much an honor that with God's elect, you'll be selected to share the goodness of God to people. And that is something I don't take for granted. I also want to thank um, uh, Pastor Randin and Angeline and the whole leadership of this church for this great opportunity given me to share the word of God with you. Hallelujah. Shall we close our eyes? Shalamanoko branda sana masoki pinihos. Milarando si braskina no nakrani mabalo saila brasande kosha. Likrabano si mandasina krumbanda saya. You have a reason why you are in the presence of God. Can you present it to Him tonight? Can you talk to God tonight? Can you talk to God tonight? Everybody has a reason why he or she enters the sanctuary of God. Can you talk to God tonight? Shana makurandi sipalo saila. Mirandos kibrana sana kurandi simanos kubrani sana masuai. David said in the book of Psalm 27, verse 4, that one thing 
I ask of the Lord. This is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. Why are you here? You receive what you came for. The Bible says that for the expectation of the righteous will not be cut short. But what if the righteous doesn't come with an expectation? What if the expectation of the righteous is thwarted? But I believe that so far as you are called the righteousness of God, that means that you carry an expectation that God is ready to meet you at the point of your need. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. Shana Makurinda Sabah. I see your face, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. I see your face, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. I see your face, you are beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. I see your face, you are beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. I see your face, you are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I see your face, you are beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. Oh, 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 Can you worship God? Oh, Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for such a time as this that you are going to encounter us and we're going to have communion and fellowship with you. Father, we pray that may our hearts be fertile soils, O God. May the word be sown in our hearts. We will not just be hearers of your word, but may we be doers. Father, grant unto us not knowledge, but understanding and wisdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, when we are done, may we be able to apply that which you which you've said unto us. And may we live here blessed like never before. In the mighty name of Jesus, we've prayed. With thanksgiving. Let all saints say amen. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. You know, whenever I'm called upon to share God's word, I'm so much overwhelmed. And I'm really not in haste to talk. You know, sometimes all that we need to do is to just worship. All that we need to do is to just worship. 
What do we need to do is to just worship. Tonight, I want to share something the Lord has laid on my heart. And for some time now, I've been talking on the, on the topic, purpose. Purpose. Working in purpose. And one thing I've been saying is that the most pathetic person on earth is the one without purpose. Because you can't exist on earth without a reason and a purpose. Because you've got to understand that purpose is the reason for which something exists. And it amazes me tonight, this morning when, when I was preparing, God started telling me something. He said that the reason for a purpose is because there is scarcity of that entity. The reason for a purpose is because there is scarcity of that entity. What I want to tell you is that the purpose God has given to you is you and you alone. If you don't recognize that purpose and work in it, there will be deficiency in the kingdom of God because of your inability to recognize what you've been called to do and to work in it. You are so special and so different. Hallelujah. No one can be like you because you are in the image of God. God specially created you. He specially molded you. He took his time. He created you. He didn't make a mistake. No one on this earth is a mistake. I am not a mistake. Who I am is not by any mistake. It's not by any accident. But he, he... Can I tell you something? God is very intentional. Hallelujah, somebody. He is very intentional. Tell your neighbor, God is intentional. Hallelujah. He took his time. He knew that it was Pastor Randin I'm creating. So he molded, made everything as him. Therefore, no one can be like Pastor Randin. That is the reason why if you don't recognize and walk in your purpose, it is a great loss to the body of Christ. Because in the economy of God, he has made us to reign on this earth. And God wants his influence to be extended to the north, south, east and west of this world. But his, uh, the extension of his influence is dependent on the availability of those who have surrendered themselves for the master to use. And tonight, I want to tell you about, I started talking about word, but tonight I want to talk to you about people. And there are three kinds of people I want to talk about, instructors, fathers, and peers. Instructors, fathers, and peers. One thing I want to submit to you, that your ability to work in your purpose, your ability to identify your purpose and work in your purpose, is also dependent on who your instructor is, who your father is, or who your peers are. Can we open our Bibles to the book of Can we open our Bible to the book of 1 Corinthians? 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. The Bible says that this is Paul speaking. And I love quoting Paul because Paul depicts an exemplary life of a person who passed through the various stages to identifying his purpose. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, this is what Paul wrote. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I've begotten you through the gospel. And he was speaking to the people of the church of Koreans. And he was making reference to two things. I, am not, I don't want to take my time. I don't want to explain who an instructor is, who a father is. I just want to put all of them together. But as time enables us, next time I may take my time to explain to us who an instructor is, who a father or a mentor is. So here he was making reference to two key things. That makes a person stand out in his or her purpose. One, instructors. 
instructors. Who is the one who instructs you? Who is the one who tells you what to do? Who is the one who guides you? You know, in life, if you don't have instructors, in life, if you don't have fathers, that means that it will be very difficult for you to thrive and function in your core. The reason being that whatever ministry you've been called into, whatever capacity you have, there are people who have told that path before. That's why I love this one. Ancient words ever true. And the Bible talks about following the ancient path. There is a path that our forefathers told. And you know, what you are, the path you are about to take, the, the, the decision you are about to make today, some people have made those decisions before. There, there, there are those who succeeded in making that decision. And there are those who messed up. And all these people are there to guide and, be, and serve as examples for us to guide ourselves with the kind of decisions to make. So he says, I have many instructors. I have many people who direct my path. I have many people who tell me, Paul, be careful with where you are going. Be careful with this path you are taking. I took this path 30 years ago and it didn't order me well. I took this path about 25 years ago and it's where I ended. So Paul, take this path, take this path. The Bible says that any nation without counselors will fall. And I'll get to that point. That is Proverbs chapter 11 verse 14. I'll get there. But he was talking about the fact that he had many instructors. Fathers are those that you have intimate relationship with. Those who are close in your inner circles. Those who make major decisions in your life. There are times where you are about to make some decisions that if you don't take care and you make a silly mistake, it will take you about 10 years to recover. You know, there are a lot of young people today who have made great mistakes in life because they did not listen to their fathers or they didn't even have a father. Beloved, God has positioned some people in your life. Fathers, instructors, they are all around us. Be careful with the decisions you make and never say that I'm alone. No one is an island and even an island also depends on the sea. So in the economy of God, he has created everything to depend on one another. So if you have been created by God and you are on this earth, God has mechanized things around you in such a way that he wants you to succeed. God doesn't want you to fail because in him is victory. He has won the battle in every area of your life. You know, that's why you have to read the Bible. That's why you need to get close to godly people. That's why you need to watch the lives of people because the Bible, Paul said that, the book has been written of me. We are living epistles. Our lives are stories. And as people walk, people look at them and they're like, if I make this decision and I follow this path, this is where I will get to. Who is your instructor? Who is your father? Who your father is? Who your instructors are? Will determine how far you can go in your purpose in life. Yes. Yes. That is why you should be careful. But then... It is needful to have an instructor and have a father. Your father can be your biological father. It can be your spiritual father. In the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 2, this is Paul who was speaking and he was referring to Timothy as a son. 1 Timothy verse 1 chapter 1 verse 2. He said that to Timothy, a true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Christ Jesus to our, our Christ Jesus to our God. So this is Paul referring to Timothy as 
his son. Not that biologically he gave birth to Paul. Sorry, not that biologically he gave birth to Timothy. But the fact that this is a boy that from his childhood he has taken his time to nurture and imbibe in him the word of God on which he, Paul, he heard, took stance and has become who he is. Can we go to one, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10 to 15? Say that, but you have carefully followed my doctrine. He was talking to Timothy. You, Timothy, you have carefully followed my doctrine, my manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecuting, affliction, which happened to me at Antioch and Iconium, at Lystra. When persecution, what persecution I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So he's talking about himself, and he's talking to Timothy, and he's referring to Timothy that, Timothy, you've seen all these things about me. That's what I'm telling you. Your father, you know, people's theology is even made around the kind of people they associate themselves with. Your perception even of scripture is dependent on the kind of company you find yourself in. So how far you can go in, in your purpose, how far you can go in God's assignment for your life is dependent on whom you call a father. So when you look at Paul's life, and if Paul lived this kind of life and he's been able to nurture a boy called Timothy, you could realize that Timothy's life will be very different. That's why Paul could say that I am very confident in Timothy. Because he knew what he had sold in him. Verse 13, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. <laughs> whom have you learned the things you have, you've gotten to know now? No matter what you do, one way or the other, you are being influenced. No matter what you do, you are being instructed, whether knowingly or unknowingly. Therefore, can I submit to you that why don't you not become very, I mean, why don't you become very intentional and look for those who serve as fathers, serve as instructors in your life and ask yourself, with these kinds of advice that they are giving me, with this path that I'm taking, where am I going to end? Proverbs chapter 11 verse 14. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 14. The Bible says that where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Hey, God has given us purpose. God doesn't want you to fall. God wants us to thrive. God wants us to win. We are winners. The Bible says that he has made us kings and priests. Who is a king? A king is not a slave. A king is someone who has authority. A king is someone who makes decisions. God hasn't called us to be slaves. He has called us to reign. That's why when he created humanity, he said, let's just create man in our image in, and in our own likeness. And let them take charge. Let them have dominion. Over, he started talking about, over all the things they're supposed to take care of. We have been called to lead, to win, to reign. But how far you can go, how far you can go. Even your knowledge of your purpose is even dependent on whom you call a father or an instructor. A lot of people are making a lot of mistakes. 
Sometimes you have to trace back who is mentoring them. Trace back whom they see as spiritual fathers. Because, yeah, spiritual fathers are very good. They help shape the spiritual, I mean, ideology, the spiritual philosophy, the knowledge of the, of, of the believer. Pastor Dave is a spiritual father to us because he's our shepherd. So, a sheep is not different from the shepherd. So, if you see a person going and towing a certain path, one of the easiest ways to know where the problem is coming from is to look at the people who influence him or her. Am I preaching? In the book of Acts, chapter 9, the Bible talks about a young man, this same man called Paul, when he had encountered God. He started preaching the word of God here and there. But then it was still difficult for him to be accepted in the body of Christ because this is the same person who was persecuting them. Ah, he's the one who persecuted Stephen now. He persecuted people, their fathers in the faith. So anyone who heard about Paul would run away. And this Paul who has been persecuting is now saying that I'm born again. It's not preaching the word of God. So it was difficult. So in the, in the um, verse 27, the Bible says, But Barnabas took him and brought him into the apostles. And he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road. And he had spoken to him. And how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. This is Paul wanting an acceptance in the apostles, in the body of Christ. But he needed a Barnabas. Yeah. Hallelujah. We need people to encourage us. We need people to guide us. We need people to lead us. We need people to instruct us. Who has an influence in your life? Who is your friend? Who is your father? Who is your instructor? Know it. Check your life. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 13. The Bible says that be careful because bad company corrupts good morals. Hallelujah. Yes. Bad company corrupts good morals. And that's one of the problems we are having now. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. A lot of people are towing certain paths. Fathers are making mistakes. Mothers are making mistakes. Children are making mistakes. All because of the kind of company they find themselves in. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. He made it very clear. There's that kind of deception around. Oh, it doesn't matter the one who is my friend. I don't care. He wouldn't have an influence on me. Don't deceive yourself. The Bible says, be ye not deceived. Because you know, when Jesus was telling the disciples some of the things that show that his, the end of time is there, he said that, take heed that no man deceives you. Deception is one of the greatest tools the enemy is using against the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Do not be deceived. Evil company will surely corrupt good morals. So ask yourself, who is your father? You need a father. You need an instructor. If you don't, find one. Please. Because the father you can go is dependent on the kind of person you call a father. Because fathers are people God has instituted to guide you. They know you. Some they even know you more than you know yourself. Yeah. I always say that when I came here, yeah, I know how to play guitar, but I never knew that I could play and sing. And for a long time, I've been running away from this. 
One time, Mama Jeannie just told me, Mama Jeannie was like, Albert, yeah, this time you're going to sing in Fire Studies. I was like, okay. Then who played the acoustic guitar? He said, are you? Uh, ah. But Mama, I'm playing the acoustic guitar. He said, yes. And singing, yes. You play and sing. And I was like, I wanted to say, Mama, please, as for this one, can you change something? Or you can bring maybe Kosi or something. Like what they sing, I play because that's what I love doing. That no, you're supposed to play and sing. The first day I, <laughs> oh God, I was scared to, I was scared to death. I was like, am I going to burn the song? You know, there's something called burnt offering. Burnt offering is where you are singing in D and you are playing in F. You know, yeah. So I was like. <laughs> And when I started, because of their fear, I don't even, I don't even know how it went. But I don't, I don't know whether they were pretending or it was God. But they were all in their spirit. Lifting up their holy hands. Then I started getting the momentum. I started playing and singing. And then I moved from bending to standing. Lifting up my head and started playing with confidence. Then I got to realize that I had that gift. I was surprised. Angeline, I met with Angeline and Angeline was like, Albert, one day you were rehearsing here and you were singing. And... It, there was some aura, there was some presence, like there was some heaviness. I was like, God, this can only be you. It took one person to know that I had this gift. Assuming that I had not known, how many people would have missed this blessing? When I have this Bible, I've used this Bible for more than 15 years now. This Bible was given to me by my biological father. Reverend Michael Edu. When I was going to secondary school, I was one of the troublesome children in my family. And in fact, all of all my brothers are cool and calm, but I am crackra, you know. I don't know how to convert that one to English, but um, yeah, like, you know, wild. Like, you know, I, I just I'm just all around. So I don't know. When I was going to high school, my dad just gave me the Bible that Albert take it. And that day, when he gave it to me, this is what I wrote. I wrote in it, presented by Pastor and Mrs. Michael Edu to Apostle Albert Edu, doctor. That was 15 years ago. I never knew I would be working on my PhD and about finishing. It was like I was literally prophesying to myself. Not knowing that my dad had seen what God had called me. But then I wasn't a pastor. I wasn't a deacon. I was a student in high school. First year. But my dad gave me this big Bible to commit it into my memory. And now today, here I am, proclaiming the word of God to you. All because there was a man who saw the grace of God upon my life was I didn't see. Who a father is. A father sees what you don't see. There are times you feel like you are discouraged. You feel like you cannot go. You feel like you are not qualified. But God positions somebody in your life as a father. And the person will be like, get up and go. You are more than capable. You are more than possible to do all these things. And sometimes you are scared. But then, then David said, yeah, though I walk to the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Ah, he will guide you. Even when it is tough. Even when it is hard. 
He will guide you. That's where a father is. God puts them in your life. Check all around you. Some of them are there, but unfortunately, we take those people for granted. How many times haven't we taken our fathers for granted? Instructors for granted. In your workplace, there are, you see that there is someone who is like a father figure to you. The person is always interested in your sources. The person is always trying to give you ideas. Trying to give you ideas. It is God who has intentionally positioned that person in your life for a reason. No one is connected to you by mistake. You have a destiny. Souls are attached to your destiny. Lives are attached to your destiny. How you win is dependent on the kind of people who surround you. And your winning is also tied to the people who benefit from it. If my father had given up on me, if my mom, who knew me when I was in university, and I was about traveling to Burkina Faso, where at that time they were persecuting people there, and I told them that I hear God tell me I'm supposed to go to Burkina Faso to go and preach the gospel. And they were all scared. But they prayed for me. My mom said, Albert, I believe in you. Go. When I was going, do you know the fact? I started watching videos. I started seeing how they've lined up people and they've covered their heads with sacks and they were shooting their heads. I was like, God, you see, I'm a young boy. I'm not married. I haven't even tasted and seen the goodness of the Lord in different areas. I've been giving birth. So God, so you're taking me there to die. But then, I had other fathers who have been missionaries, who have gone, even gone to worse places than that, and have come back. And I took solace in what they've done. I called them, they encouraged me. I went, I preached in French, and came back. I don't know the kind of French I preached though. But I went, I preached, and I came back. And sometimes I look at my life and I'm like, I am a product of many people who have sowed into my life. When I came to this church, I'm just talking about only me. What about you? You have more than these stories. But I'm just telling you these things for you to sit down and reflect. And look at the people God has brought into your life to know that God wants you to succeed. Hallelujah. You have a purpose. You don't exist by mistake. The master is in need of you. You are his masterpiece. His very best creation. Not his best. His very best. If there's anything called best, bestest. You are his best, bestest creation. He loves you so much. He, he always look at your face and he always take delight. Because he looked at himself and he created you. How can a God do this and say that that is a mistake? And how can a God create somebody on earth and just create a person by mistake? Just to come and exist. No. God has surrounded you with fathers, friends. Whom do you call a father? Whom do you call a peer? Next time I'll preach, I'll talk about other side of instructors, fathers, and peers. And how they influenced people's life and they ended in the ditch. So next time, make sure you make time to join for us to continue with this series on purpose. Can we be outstanding, please? Can we stand on our feet, please? Just start speaking to God. Some people you want healing. Some people you want the gift of healing. Can I submit to you? You know, there are many ways that we, a man is imparted. 
you are imparted by words, by mouth, words of mouth and by hand, laying of hands. Can you begin to pray? Can you begin to pray as I speak over your life? I, I, feel, that, I feel that grace bubbling up in my spirit. God want to... God want to designate, God want to give out gifts tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Because he said that there are people who want the gift of prophecy. They want, um, I mean, discernment of spirit. There are people who want word of knowledge, word of wisdom. There are people who want interpretation of tongues. Deb, please, can you come in front for me, Deb? There are people who want interpretation of tongues. There are people who want different kinds of gifts. I, I feel that grace so mighty here, especially the grace of healing, the grace of healing. God has positioned some of you in your families to be healers. You know, some of you, your fathers and your mothers, it's like there is a, a generational illness. It's like, it is normal, but God has called you from among the rest and he has made you a healer. But sometimes you just need a, a, I mean, a laying of hands. The Bible says that when Peter encountered the saints and he had finished praying, they started bubbling in tongues and, 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 and signs and wonders started happening. Can I not admit to you somebody? Paul said, I wish that I could come to you and give you, you may not miss out on any gift, any spiritual gift. Can you lift up your hands into the heavens? Whatever you are desiring. Pastor, Pastor Randy, please, can you come here? I'm agreeing with Pastor Randy and Deb, and we are praying with you. Just pray. Whatever gift you are desiring from God, just be, lift up your mouth and begin to pray right now. In agreement, I see grace being released to you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, any kind of gift, just tell God. Just tell God. Just tell God. Just tell God. Any gift that you need, any gift. Do you want to prophesy? Do you, do you want the grace of healing? There are people who have the grace to lay hands on people with cancer. And the cancer will dismiss. There are people who have the grace to heal all kinds of sickness. There are people People who are who, who have the grace of discernment of spirit. There are people they are great prophets. God has designed them to be oracles that He will speak through them. Can you pray to God? Whatever you desire. There is nothing wrong with desiring the giftings. There is nothing wrong with desiring the giftings in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Deb, can you pray and sum everything for us? Can you pray for us? Anything? Just tell God. Father, thank you. Thank you for your gift to every one of us of the Holy Spirit. Every one of us in union with Jesus has the spirit of Jesus. But we want more, Lord. Every one of us want more. And every one of those gifts of the spirit, every one of the fruit yes. of the spirit, our portions of the spirit, Lord, increase our capacity to carry more of your presence, to have a little bit more yet, giant amounts more of the fruit and of the gifts. Lord, I thank you for portions of grace. Lord, I just release it right now in Jesus' name. I thank you that your people's hearts are open, that you're stirring us to want more and more and more and more. And thank you for freedom in this house to release it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for a mighty, strong people in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I just thank you that you're just imparting um, your spirit. You're, you're imparting words of knowledge. You're imparting words of wisdom. 
into people's lives right now, Lord, that if there's a gift that you want out here, if there's a gift that you don't have but you want it, grab hold of it Jesus. in the name of Jesus. Grab it by faith and say, no, I, this is what I want. Lord, you've ordained it, Lord, that, that, that wherever your spirit falls, Lord, you move in great ways. And we know that your spirit is always poured out, Father. So I just thank you for imparting words of knowledge, for imparting workings of miracles. I thank you for imparting uh, the gift of healings in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Signs and wonders follow all those who believe. Thank you, Jesus. Even right now, Lord, that they're partaking of your divine nature. They're, they're partaking of what you've called them to be, Lord, their purpose here on earth, Lord. I thank you, as, as Albert said, for fathers and instructors and, and godly peers, Lord, if, if somebody doesn't have one, Lord, that they can rise up in their life, that they can be a light in their life, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give it up unto Jesus. Hallelujah. So thank you all very much. I haven't forgotten one important thing. I want to say I love my wife. Thank you very much. <laughs> so um, I'm here. If you want prayers or anything, kindly come and I will pray with you. Thank you all and thank you for coming. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.